Welcome back to Think of the Well, guys. I'm so excited to chat with you. Something I've been hearing a lot about and kind of just thinking about on my own and having conversations is how to hear the voice of God. It's an interesting topic because I feel like lots of people have their own experiences and their own thoughts about it, you know? And I think, you know, you, you hear kind of follow your heart and then you hear the opposite of like, the heart is deceptive above all things and evil, you know? I was thinking, how did I learn? or How is this process in my life? And something that I want to share with you, I don't know if you actually know about this, um, Sabine, but, you know, in my life, I think when I came to live out a life that was fully devoted for God, I started asking myself, like, who is God really in my life? What do I actually know um, from from the word and what do I know um, like what has God done in my life and I started looking at like my parents and just kind of my upbringing and all of these things and start to consider all these things and I'm like how where do I see God's guidance in my life how do I respond to that guidance who is he in my life and I start to think about these things and then um, I'm like I realized I don't actually know the Bible very well so I started to read the Bible like crazy and you know, people in my life could testify to these things where it was like I would come home and I would just sit on the sit on the couch and just read the Bible just what like stories and the Old Testament New Testament just read 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 and uh even my brother like a little while ago was talking about like Vicky remember that season or remember that phase where I would just come home from school and I would just sit on this couch and just read the Bible and it's like what are you doing I'm like oh I'm just reading just reading and anyways beyond that I started to read the Bible and whenever I would come to conversations with people and just to share, share what I'm learning, share what I'm reading. And people would ask me things like, oh, but like, what is baptism? Or, um, you know, why do you do this in church? Or what does um, like the crucifixion mean? And I don't know, just random things that you kind of take for granted growing up in faith. Um, and I wouldn't really know how to answer these questions. And I would realize like, oh, I actually need to come to God in prayer for these things and seek his counsel because I couldn't rely on my own wisdom. I couldn't rely on my experiences or whatever, because I was, I would say, quote unquote, new to faith, even though I had grown up in a Christian family. And so long story long is that I would come to God in prayer and I would ask him these questions like, Lord, teach me what this means. Show me, guide me, you know, direct me and I would start reading the Bible and the Bible would start to just make sense in these areas for me. And uh I that was kind of the first moments or the first times that I started to realize like, oh, God speaks through the word. Oh, if you actually come to God in prayer, <laughs> you might get responses. You you might start to have a dialogue with God. And I, that started to be really, really fascinating to me. And so then I entered into this phase where I mean, prayer was just everything. Like I, when I tell you I would get home from work, I wouldn't even get home from work. I would start praying in the car on my way home from work. And I just start pouring my heart out, talking to God about whatever the day or conversations I had with people at work or whatever. And I couldn't even make it home to work. Sometimes I would just pull over and just be filled in the spirit and, and would just pray and be asking God for his guidance and counsel and thanking him for all these things and just worship him in the car and stuff. And then by the time I would get 
home to uh, you know from from this whole <laughs> drive i would just run to my uh, room not eating nothing and just pray and talk to god um and i would say that that season of my life was so um it was just me and god you know i really didn't have my whole like friendship circle changed because i kind of my interest changed and all of these things. And so I didn't really have anybody to journey with in that season, but it was the most precious time of my life because it was literally just me and God. And I'm telling you this and kind of like smiling, holding back tears because it was so pure in the sense of like, it was just real, you know, like it's just so intimate and so he's so close when we, when we come to him like that as a child, like father, teach me, I don't know these things. I want to learn from you. I want to hear from you. And then you accept the, the, the answers that you get, like you don't overthink, over theologize, or <laughs> that's not even a word, but you don't overcomplicate it. You just have this genuine relationship with God. Mm-hmm. So I've been thinking about that over these last couple of days and just really assessing or trying to analyze like how do we get there? Because obviously we, as we mature in faith and we start to understand that there's theological principles and there's, you know, this, the, the history we have to take into context and all of these, like all of our experiences and all of the advice that we get from people, how do we get to this core relationship with God where it's so simple? We don't have to overcomplicate anything. <laughs> oh, that's a big question. I really appreciate this journey. I feel like every Christian has that to a certain extent, maybe mm-hmm. not as long and intimate and heartbreaking yet heart heart healing at the same time mm-hmm. as you have experienced it in that season. Plus, I I think and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it played a big role that you were in times of change because you're friend circle had changed your sister got married i graduated high school yeah yeah it was a lot of change for sure and our church was super small i didn't really have like a tight-knit community yeah so i feel like this is often what drives christians back on their knees and i've read a quote once i i i'm sorry that i cannot remember who said it but the quote really stuck with me where it says that the man who kneels the most stands the best and i thought wow this is so true in our christian life when we don't understand something that we read in the bible or when all these voices are so loud through social media or debates that we listen to and everybody has such good points and we forget where we stand to get back to the core to the word and back on our knees to figure all these things out Mm -hmm. and I I don't really know if there's a checklist of do one, two, three to obtain this purity, almost this childish trust Mm -hmm. that you develop when you go on your knees and you pray or you open the Bible and you read Mm -hmm. and you don't fully understand, but then you go back to God and you get all the, all the answers. So I'm not really sure. What do you think about like, I I don't think that there is like a checklist that we can follow. That's what I was going to ask is like, what, what is that child, childlike trust? What is that? You know, like if we were going to explain it, because obviously I was an adult already. So clearly I wasn't a kid, but I had this like, just 
blind faith of just being like, I know God's got me. The love for him is just so real. And he just feels so near. Like I could drive in the car and I could just feel that he is right there. I can talk to him. I could like pretty much everything but hold his hand, you know, like he's like right there with me. So I just wonder, yeah, I don't, I, we're probably, we're not going to have an answer to this, but I'm just, these are my thoughts. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when, when somebody asks you, how do you decipher God's voice? And I'm thinking, you know, I can share my thoughts, but I'm wondering, like when you're in prayer and sometimes you're, you know, praying about to, to participate in a certain activity or to even ministry or how to respond to someone in a um, conflicted situation or in general, just coming to God with different questions and whatever. How do you decipher um, what is your process of like marking whether or not it's God, God's direction or your own kind of conscience or your inner voice speaking? Once you become his child, once you repent of your sins and you become this new creature, you you will be hungry for the word and then the word will direct you. And I'll I'll just give you an example. Like there are many things even that I have experienced where I was so down and I so desperately needed God to 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 speak to me or to help me in that situation because I was just absolutely in despair. I was so, so heartbroken. And I like sincerely from a super sincere, absolutely shattered heart, I asked God to please tell me something like a little something that I can Mm -hmm. hold on to. And I took the Bible and opened it. And with tears still like flowing down, from my eyes, I could barely like see the letters and I would read in Second Chronicles and you know the story, we weren't, we weren't able to have children medically speaking and it was just a very devastating time for me to find that out and so in that process I was begging God for just a little something that I could hold on to and I opened Second Chronicles and I read how David was told that he would have a son. And he should call him Solomon and he will be a man of peace. And in my mind, I knew that if I sincerely ask God for something, he's a good father. He would not throw a rock my face mm-hmm. and let Satan take over and just whisper lies into my ears. And so I knew all of that to be true. And this, again, I know not because I made it up in my mind, but because scripture reveals that about mm-hmm. God. He, re- he reveals that about himself in scripture. And because I had read it and I believe it because I I am his child, I stored it in my heart, Mm -hmm. didn't fully believe it, (laughs) stored it in my heart and thought, we will see. We will just see. It's not an audible voice that I heard, nothing like super supernatural, but I opened the scripture and for some reason I had it on my heart that I will have a son. So, so you would say that your um, main kind of source of direction, um, the way that you hear or see God speaking to you is through his word. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This is, yeah, this is how I would define it to be. And even, even prophecy though, 
you would, if somebody prophesies to you with a word of encouragement or whatever, if it doesn't align with the Bible, then you know. Yeah, but I mean, what does align with the Bible mean? It's obviously not, you know, a quote from scripture, right? That's not what you mean. Not necessarily a quote, no. But see when in the days of Jeremiah, when, when people would prophesy, and this is slightly going into a different direction, but when they would prophesy, I believe that they prophesied from a sincere heart, like they really wished that the king of Babylon would not take over Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. I really think they wished that, mm -hmm. yet they did not speak God-inspired words. God had not spoken to them, and yet still they said, Thus says the Lord. Mm -hmm. And Jeremiah rebuked them and said, Thus says not the Lord. You know, <laughs> The Lord has not spoken to you. You are just saying that, and I don't think that the devil took them over or anything like that. I do believe that they, from, from a sincere heart, they didn't want Jerusalem to be overtaken. And so they tried to console or encourage the people, yet they were leading the people astray because the message was very clear. And so when I say it aligns with God's word is that it will not, it, if, if God speaks to you, he will never, according to his word, according to what I understand of his word and, and read in there, is that he will never um, fluff sin for us. And if there is certain sin in your life and you are in a certain circumstance because of sin, he will not fluff that. I'll give you an example. Let's say you are committing adultery. And while you are doing that, and it is obviously eating you, eating you up, mm -hmm. you have committed adultery, nobody knows, for instance, and a prophet comes up to you and, you know, and loves you and says, oh, the Lord will prosper you, um, you, I don't know, and, and just says something that completely doesn't fit that scenario that, that this person, that this Christian, whatever he might be, is in right now then it doesn't align with scripture in my mind and in my heart mm -hmm. because they are affirming something that the Lord despises. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So, so yeah, just to clarify, I guess when you say that, um, yeah, the Lord speaks through prophecy and it has to align with what the Bible teaches. So it's never going to go against yeah, what the Bible teaches. Exactly. So that's kind of, you know, more... You know, I guess you're answering more on a basis of like, yeah, pr prophecy and people speaking into your life. But I want us to maybe hone in and speak into a little bit about like how we receive instruction, you know, because like I come to God in prayer and I'm like, you know, God, give me wisdom in this situation or um, wh what do I say to this person or I'm dealing with this conflict, job change or this or that, like what wh how, God, how do you know, guide me in this. How do we see God respond in those kind of things? How do you, how have you seen God respond in those kind of ways? Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a really good question. I am not exact. I'm not too sure. I just, I, I just recently had a scenario where I was asking, I, the door had opened for me and I asked God, again, from a very sincere heart, being in a relationship with him, I asked him to either close this door for me or to keep it open so that I could run through it. Mm -hmm. And it was a very, very sweet door that had opened. And I, although I had asked God for his guidance, when the door was closed, 
I realized and God revealed to me, and it's it's funny how that works because he does reveal things and it's undoubtedly from him and mm-hmm. it does align with his work because what what I what I saw, what he revealed in my own heart was that I had already made a decision at the bottom of my heart mm-hmm. that I wanted this. Mm-hmm. I did pray, God, your will be done, but I wanted it. And I had only realized that when that door had closed for me and I was just standing in front of that closed door and instead of falling on my knees and praising God to say, thank you for your direction, I had asked you for it. You closed the door. Undoubtedly, I had given it into your hands. My life is in your hands. My thoughts, my heart, everything is in your hands. Thank you. Praise you. Hallelujah. I'm waiting for the next door to open or may it be shut forever. You know, I just I realized all of that. And yet still at the foot of the cross, I could experience this grace and this mercy, mm-hmm. this this supernatural forgiveness and knowing that he would never leave me alone. And then again, that was scripture popping up into my mind. And it, it, I understand it that way is that when scripture pops back into your mind, then then it is from God, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. It, you know, I'll kind of underline one of the things that you said is that, yeah, like you saw the Lord respond through the circumstance. And I think one thing I want to underline is that you are deciding and choosing to trust because, because you brought it to God and because you surrendered it, even though you, you still had your own fleshly desire but you brought it to God and you said, God, I, I want you to lead me in this situation. Ultimately, I want to do whatever is your will. And the response was that, no, you didn't get the, the offer. You still had to choose to trust that that was God's response to you. And one thing that I do kind of want to bring back to the word is, you know, as John chapter 10, verse 27 talks about, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And that's one thing that I have always come back to is that if I believe that I am a child of God and I believe that I have the power of the Holy Spirit living in me and I have him counseling me and him guiding me and I, you know, as, as, as much as I can as a human being, follow him, surrender to him, walk in obedience to him. And of course, yes, through through our learning processes and as life goes, like we go through this process of, you know, our ups and downs. But as as much as I can, I'm coming to God and I'm asking him for guidance and wisdom and all of these things. I have to trust that God is guiding me, answering me through the circumstances that are coming my way, that he is ultimately in control and that I'm still walking kind of after him, my my sheep know my voice and follow me. Um, so I, I appreciated your example of, you know, prayer. The response was there and you still had to make that step to trust that, okay, this is God's response to me. Even though I wanted something else, this is God's response to me. And I will surrender that that answer or, or I will surrender, yeah, to that answer. Mm-hmm. While I was researching this topic just a little bit, I came across a lot of controversy, controversy, Mm -hmm. (laughs) controversy around this. A lot of things that have fallen into the new agey kind of idea of being in tune and Mm -hmm. being, you know, 
in the right mood almost or in the right lifestyle or in the right whatever to be able to hear God's voice. And I was always wondering what that meant. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, here's ABC, do ABC, and then you will be able to hear, like, what does that mean to hear him, mm -hmm. to hear his voice and to be his sheep and then to follow him? If he says, go to Afghanistan, then I go. Like, will he audibly speak to me? Will it put it on my heart? I always wondered how that, what that means to mm -hmm. hear mm -hmm. exactly. And then when I read that in context, and I'm just going to leave that for us to ponder on and to meditate on and to see how we understand it and how the Holy Spirit ultimately reveals that to us. And in context of John 10, uh, that you had mentioned, John 10, 27, before that, Jesus says, Jesus answered them. And I think he's answering to the, to the Pharisees and scribes. I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But you do not believe because you are not of my sheep, as I said to you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. And it goes on to say that nobody will be able to snatch them out of his father's hand either. And as I was reading that, I would understand that according to the context that I was reading, is that as his sheep you will respond to the gospel because it is foolishness. The gospel, the good news is foolishness to the world. They are not his sheep, but if you are his sheep, then you will respond to the gospel. You will hear that voice. You will be convicted. You will be changed. You will be made into a new creature. And ultimately, you will receive eternal life, as he says, that he will give them eternal life. Those who hear his voice mm -hmm. and those. This is how I understood the context of this verse to be that it is speaking about salvation and those that have been saved to be his forever and nobody will be able to snatch them out of his father's hands or his hands yeah so i think that's a that's a beautiful thing that you're bringing to light to look at it in context and i think you know you can agree with me <laughs> you do but i think that it also continues to apply when you are his sheep you've responded to the gospel you've responded to the message then you know his voice and you continue to follow him. You continue to respond to his guidance and walk in submission to him. Um, did, did I understand that correctly? <laughs> <laughs> Do you really want to debate with me on that? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I can never pass up a good debate, but we can do that off, uh, <laughs> off our recordings. Off record. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, so I think that was a good conversation. You know, I, I feel like oftentimes me and you come into some of the topics and we're like, okay, let's let's almost kind of give my piece of understanding from this text or this idea. But I really felt like I wanted to chat with you about kind of this thought of, yeah, hearing God's voice, responding to it, see our, our take on it. And there's so many points that we didn't hit on. I wanted to talk about why we don't hear an answer from God and kind of explore that and kind of try and understand why God is silent sometimes and all these things but maybe we're going to make it a part two yeah maybe we can chat about it at a later time but thank you guys so much for listening today and uh, we hope that 
this is giving you something to think about. Maybe you can ask within yourself, yeah, what is what is God speaking to you through the word, um, in your prayer, through maybe conversations you're having or songs you're listening to? Because God, God is always speaking through nature, through um, situations. And I know that our focus was, you know, through the word and always coming back to what the word of God says. Um, but rest assured that as God is speaking to you, if it is from the Lord, it will always, always be in support of what the Bible teaches. Yes. Um, and it reveals never, about him. Yeah, it will yeah. never contradict that. So you can always come back to that as a base of like, oh, you know, you, sometimes we pray for, sorry, I'm going on a little rant, but I wanted to sh- finish this thought. Sometimes we pray for signs, you know, like, oh God, give me a sign that this is from you. And then it's like, this little flag starts moving or like a droplet falls on your face and you're just like god is that you (laughs) and you try to make everything into this like moment with with the lord and i want to warn us all to be really careful about that come back to the word and center yourself on that of course it's okay to pray for signs it's okay to pray and ask god questions and all these things but use the word of god as a basis for all and everything that you see as a source of question whether or not God is speaking to you. So with that, be blessed, my friends. We love you all, and we look forward to uh, chatting with you again. Yes, keep the conversation going.